Welcome to the Sis Talk. Hey guys, it's the Sis Talk with your girls Senga, Pearl, and Gigi, where we get real about serving God as millennials. What's happening, y'all? Y'all, I hate to say it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. <laughs> Pearl coming in hot once again, oh, but yeah. you know what? Honestly, I'm also sick and tired of being sick and tired. So, same. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I can't breathe. Yeah. Yes. We're going there. I can't breathe. Literally. Me either. I'm really, at this point, tired of it. It's just like, how much is too much? How much is too much? How much How much is too much? Every year, every day, same thing. Same stories, different names, different ages. I don't understand it. I'm tired. I'm tired of the hashtag. I'm tired of the outrage because nothing gets done. I remember um, Javon Martin, because I went to that, that march downtown Houston. I was pregnant with Krista, so it was 2012. It was hot outside. And I just remember we all thought that um, he was going to go to jail. The outrage, the anger, nothing happened. I'm tired. Tired. Um, You know, I think we thought it'd only be right to discuss something like this, being woman of color and the recent incidents with George Floyd and Ahmad and Rihanna Taylor. Um, I, I'm i really lost from words, like, like lost of words, because, like, what do we do? I feel so helpless, honestly. I feel very helpless. But I do think that it's necessary for us to talk about it in every form and fashion and discussing our feelings towards it. And maybe even how we as people of color can come together and try to see change uh, just in, you know, how we treat each other, things of that nature. So, yeah, honestly, I'm sitting here. I'm like, what on earth can we do? And um, something I know God has been pushing on me in in general in this like season of like, being at home, COVID-19, whatever the case may be, is that my voice is important. There's a reason why I have a voice, you know? Um, And there are plenty of ways I can use my voice. And being that, like, this podcast is one, it's like, why not we talk about this? And why not we talk about it from, like, me, like, Gigi and Pearl's perspective of being African-American women here in America, and I know that already brings like question mark African American. Right. She said, "Right, like she didn't say." Well, I'm. I mean, I'm saying what I usually call myself, which is African American. But I think people need to realize that okay, whether you're African, whether you call yourself African American, or whether you call yourself Black, we're all the same skin color, and this is a problem that we all need to be addressing. You know, mm-hmm. so. No, that's definitely true. And I think it's great to bring up that conversation. So I have a question. Do you guys see 
a difference between Black, African-American, African? Because African? I know you just mentioned, like, you know, when the world sees us, they just see the color of our skin, which is the same. But, you know, if you've been following us, you know that we're all West African, um, kind of first-generation American. I don't know. It's just such a touchy topic when you try to discover, like, that specific identity when the world is telling you this, your culture is telling you that, and you have to figure out, like, well, where do I identify? Yeah. Right. Where do I believe I fit in? Like, you know, we were discussing it, and I was thinking, like, when I think Black, I think Black people. Like, like African-American. I don't know. It's such an interesting thing. And when I think African, I think of our parents, our grandparents, who were, like, born and raised in Africa and came here. When I think of African-American, I literally think of myself knowing that my ties to Africa are, like, right there, parents, and I was born in America for the first time in my, like, family. Right, so, right. But I know different people affiliate differently, and I think it's just, I don't know, because even with that, that's what brings division within us yeah ourselves I don't know what do you think about that girl um well I wasn't born here but because I've been here for so long and because I came here um since elementary school I feel like I understand the black culture and because well I don't really remember much of Africa because I've been here so long when did you come I think I was seven or eight mm. Okay. So I can see like Chris has age, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people will be like, Oh, you remember me? No, I don't remember what I ate last night either. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't remember you. But that's neither here nor there. But so I wasn't born here, but because I grew up here and I've been here since elementary school, I can see both sides, if that makes sense. So I know my parents had this saying like um growing up in this house, you're in Africa. <laughs> or, see ya. Or, bro, yeah, for, for school. <laughs> in translation, Pearl, why did we bring you here? For an education. <laughs> yes. So, I can see both sides. So, I, I do see myself as an African-American. But then I feel like I'm... I can see myself... I don't know. Like I, it's It's a hard place. Because I feel like whatever I see myself as, when a cop pulls me over, fear fear takes over me. And they see me as black. They don't care if I'm an immigrant from Liberia, if I am educated, if if I'm a Christian. They don't care about any of that. They see a black woman, or God forbid, this pool of my siblings over, they see a black man. And it is what it is. I think that's crazy that you say that because I was actually, you know, social media has been on this hard and I actually just went past the post and um, it was talking about how Ahmad and George Floyd have been getting kind of like more attention than Breonna Taylor, the woman. And it's crazy because the post said, even in death, black women are not noticed. Mm. And I said, blood of Jesus. Like, mm. oh, that hits. Oh, mm. like, literally, I just got chills. Like, I saw the post, and it was like, even in death, she, she's seen as not as important as the men. Like, she just came up after the fact and has just been 
being shown, but I definitely saw George Floyd and Ahmad way more than I saw this black woman who got killed. And when you even in her think, sleep. Oh my. It's I don't know. I really don't. And I think as a black woman, it's scary because even outside of that, you know, a lot of the women are rallying up, you know, stop killing our sons, stop killing our brothers, stop killing our fathers. And another question was posed. If the tables were turned, would we get that same energy and recognition if no. the black women were being killed? No. And so that brings up a whole nother part of hatred and black woman issues. But like, it's so necessary to talk about it because we, on top of being double minority woman and, and black, black, come on, yeah. still we rise. Yeah. Like, still we rise. So true. Um, why do you think, do you think so specifically talking about like since we kind of have this we've had this interesting lifestyle between being in an African household but then as soon as you step out of it like you're black you're an American black America (laughs) um do you think like on your African side they understand that world you're entering once you step out your house no Especially growing up here. No. Like, did they ever understand? No. And do they still? No. Okay. I can say yes. Mm. For me, to a certain extent, because my parents came here. My mom was 17 and my dad was 22 when they came to America. Okay. So, like, so they have, my mom has lived in America longer than she lived in Africa. So her worldview was kind of, it's like, if you meet my mom, you know, she's not the typical African mom. Like, she's mm-hmm. different because she understands the culture. Uh, on top of just being submerged in the American culture, it's same thing. She went to college here, all of that. All of that makes a difference being surrounded by Americans. Mm-hmm. So um, for the most part, my parents were chill. As far as completely understanding, there are some things where it's just like, you can't, you can't break that. <laughs> there are some traditions and just morals in the African culture that is just like standard across the board. You have to do this. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, and so I would say she understands a good amount, but even if she doesn't, she's always open to learn or listen. Well, I guess understand, let me say, what do you mean by understand? Because I feel like my parents brought us all here together, so they were already, you know, old. Well, not old, old, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't go to, um, they didn't go to. They had kids um, in America. Yeah, so they're already established in their or their country or their uproot of their lives and that are new over here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to a certain extent, um, okay, so like the whole I remember third grade I slapped somebody because they called me an African booty scratcher. Mm-hmm. So I know my dad couldn't understand why. You know, I was wearing a little, a little pepper. So <laughs> he couldn't understand why this 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 Mexican kid called me an African booty scratcher. But that that was happening since Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Or just things like, oh, why are your lips so big? Why do you have beads in your hair? Why does your hair look like that? Why do you look like that? So it wasn't things I went home every day and was like, oh, mom, they made fun of me. Oh, mom, they said this. And my mom, even, even to this day, when she cooks, when she does her hair, she was like, your friends like it, huh? You like the food, huh? 
Of course, of course. <laughs> so she would braid my hair. There was this one braid I hated. Hey, it. Snake, yes, yeah, snake braid. In Africa, yeah, I'll be popping. In an all white school? Uh, well. Okay, with your hair braided in a circle? Well. And you have to go to school like that, take oh, photos yeah. like that, and then come home? Your friends like it, huh? Yeah. And I have to lie and be like, yeah, they all love it. <laughs> Can you imagine? The trauma. <laughs> the trauma. So, so you have to understand what I mean by to a certain extent. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's certain things that just across the board, it was like, uh, you yeah. know, the culture, you know, because for me, uh, elementary school type of stuff, I would take my lunch and my parents make sandwiches and stuff. But I think, I think after time and like that our generation is so woke because at a certain age, we realize like our culture is bomb. Right. Thank you. Our food is bomb. Our Thank clothes you. are bomb. Our Thank music you. is bomb. What, Wakanda wear. This is our livelihood. Okay. <laughs> like we grew up in Wakanda. You hear me? And so, oh I'm just saying. And so when I got to high school, I would take a salad leaf for lunch. I take my plantains, and my gravy for lunch, and not be embarrassed because you open your bowl and people are like, why does it smell like that? And then they tried and they're like, oh wow. Like there's just this pride that came in the culture as we got older, where you know the really bush African cornrow styles. Because my mom, she used to do my hair cute, but there were some that, mm-hmm. I think that's why I started doing hair, to be honest. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, she was good. But there were some styles, and, like, she used to braid it all up in one, one bun. And I would just be like, Actually, I'm like, that's No, no, no. For me, <laughs> I've always been into my hair and stuff. So it was just like, like, can we make a little pop up here? Like, little, you know, I don't know. It's just weird like that. But <laughs> maybe that's why I started doing it. Anyways, you know, there are some things in the culture you just can't erase. But as we get older, we learn to embrace them. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot, I, I can't even speak my mom's language. And I'm like, when I was a kid, you, she's speaking that out. And you're like, can you just speak English, mom? Everyone's watching. And now you're like, I don't know your language. Yeah. That's mm. a, thanks. I feel that exact same way because my parents speak different dialects. And it's just like, I would love to gossip with my kids. Or be an out. <laughs> Maybe it's, well, I would love to gossip. I, I know. Okay. Let me be honest. I would love to gossip. Yes, Lord. <laughs> but I would love to be out in public and speak my language to my kids. I'm like, girl, you better sit down. Well, I was saying you better sit down. Right. While everybody hearing me talk. Right. Because right. <laughs> you know, Chris, I said you better sit down. Mommy, why are you looking at me like that? So, look. Yeah. I can speak something. Well, something. I feel that. No, I definitely feel that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I would say growing up, I had like I don't know more similar to you, G. Where I mean, my mom would, even though okay, so she was born in Europe, but she was raised back and forth between Sierra Leone and London, mm-hmm. or not London. She was born in like Wales, but you get what I mean. And so eventually, she like came to the U.S. for college, for um, for university. And so, like, growing up with that, but also a dad who, like, straight up grew up in Sierra Leone was, like, an interesting mixture <laughs> because you have one person who's, like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, a bit more, like, understanding of what I'm going through, and you have, like, another person who's trying to be understanding, Look. but... If y'all have ever Look. been saying his parents... <laughs> no, not like when that. I tell you, no, no, no. I'm but, saying the balance. 
Is he Julia? So chill. Is the chillest. So chill. Y'all not saying that my cousin, right? Auntie <laughs> okay. Julia is the chillest member, not only of her, of our entire family. I mean, you say fire, she'd probably be like, where? Like, she is so calm. For a woman, it's uncommon. Uncommon. It is so uncommon. And uncommon. her dad be on 10. I love me some Uncle Henry, though. Well, 10. Since I've been to your mommy, I can't hear it. <laughs> when we're on FaceTime, and he was like, we have pizza. Julia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. The way he says that, I can now hear it. What's the balance of that? I think it goes to with you know when my parents first came as immigrants, they had to work like, but they give up. They had to gave up their profession back home, right? And basically start fresh here. So right. that, they had to work odd jobs. They had to work two, three jobs, multiple jobs. So I feel like my parents also dealt with racism. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom was called the N word, mm-hmm. and can you imagine growing up in Africa, being around all black people, yeah. people that look just like you, yeah. And respect you, mm-hmm. and then now you're somewhere else where people can call you out your name mm-hmm. and disrespect you, and there's nothing you do for no, about it. it. It's tough. So I can, I can, I, I know they've they've dealt with that too. Mm-hmm. Right. But with that, I think that brings us to the the divide between Africans and African Americans, yeah, and Blacks. Uh, some people identify with both. Uh, with that being said, I know that. There are a lot of underlying issues between our communities. Um, I always hear people say Africans think they're better than Blacks. And uh, I've met uh, Black people who are like, don't call me African. I'm not one of those Africans. Mm-hmm. Not realizing we're literally all the same people. <laughs> like, I think, like, personally, growing up, and I mean, now, like, I'm so much more, like, aware understanding of you woke (laughs) but like i'm woke because those who like i don't know who are black yeah are like finally understanding my culture or finally being accepting Mm -hmm. to it but growing up that was always no it wasn't cool there was a hard divide a hard which is why like i brought up the whole you know, it, like what you were saying, Pearl, when you're inside like your house, you're in an African household. Mm-hmm. But then what happens when you have to, which is every day, every single whatever moment you step out your house and now you're in a whole different world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like hard to, of course, one, once you step out that door, it's like you're hoping to find some sort of like, uh, the word's not relief, but find people that like, can gel with you that can comfort you like you actually being comfortable in your surroundings but okay one with um like this whole like police brutality like issue that's already something that's just like hurting everyone Mm -hmm. but two like growing up and being in the street and not being like like just being offended based off of where you or your family come from yeah like that's so hard like for instance pearl you going to school and like people were saying like african booty scratch or whatever but then years you later i personally have not have you colorism oh <laughs> oh god that's a whole nother discussion we'll get but there. no no no, no. <laughs> I, but 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 i will i, I will personally say growing up 
I didn't, I didn't rep, rep I didn't rep my mm-hmm. African set. I did not, mm-hmm. especially growing up in like such a white town. <laughs> Why? Why didn't you rep your set? Because I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it's almost like this whole hair discussion. Like I remember, like elementary school, I already wanted a perm. Mm. Like I don't even, I didn't even know what my natural hair was like. I was just like, Mom, I want my hair to be straight, like mm. the other girls in school. And actually, me and my mom had this conversation like not too long ago, and she was like, "Wow, she already brought to me like this question. Like, why is it my hair like them?" And so that's when she started putting braids in my hair, mm. like just so I could have long hair. Mm. But then eventually I wanted my own hair to be like that. So, of course, creamy crack. <laughs> that did not last long, folks. That did not. Okay? No okay? We could have a whole another episode on <laughs> hair. Okay? But, um, but no, it's just hard when you're trying to fit in for so long. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not going to blame this based off of a movie because I believe it was already coming to the surface. But all of a sudden black panther comes out and now everybody owns a dashiki oh but shop the toys closet okay everyone that shiki's hair tied hair wraps and now <laughs> freaking shameless plug <laughs> oh, shameless plug you know hurl is a mess but you know oh. anyways thing but like what you said is so true like i remember I don't remember my first perm. My mom said my hair was too thick. She was crying. I was crying. She threw that creamy crack on my head. And here we are. Um, actually, I'm bald now, but that was my choice. But, <laughs> oh my but I I can't say I really... I didn't want straight hair because, like, it's crazy how your surroundings literally mold you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you grew up in Allen, predominantly white area. Right. My area, like, my high school was the most diverse high school in our district. I was jealous. Okay. 100% jealous. Okay. <laughs> so, I know that my parents intentionally did not want to surround us with one color of people. Mm-hmm. So, I have friends who were Indian, Hispanic, Black, African, like, all Asian, all of them. So, everybody was just comfortable in who they were because we were so used to being around that. Like, my whole life I've been in diversity, so it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's crazy how your surroundings literally mold you um, because the braids and all of that thing, I mean, from the get, at one point, of course, you know, you start getting sew-ins and wigs and stuff. It's not because you want to be white. It's because you just like it. The closure is white, baby. You look bomb, okay? But, I mean, the fact that we even have the freedom to change our hair in so many different styles, power. Right. It's power. But I think it's so good to touch on that i have been called african booty scratcher and it was like in 12th grade actually that long yeah um this guy in my class my first name ajibola he was like you african mind you i've been in school with this boy since first grade <laughs> since first grade you and i said ten, ten i said yeah and he was like are you one of them african booty scratchers and i mm. said i didn't say anything the whole class looked at me and i didn't say a word because see that it's just not like that character. right there is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Grace. No. <laughs> I didn't say anything because that I was just like ignorant. And this is why I believe like there are divides between African Americans and Africans. 
Like, white people have never called me African booty scratchers. They don't ask me if my mama was climbing the trees and swinging through the Amazon like Tarzan. Like, they don't ask me those questions. That's true. They're not people of color, like my color, who asked me that question. Or, no, it's not non-blacks or non-Africans. Like, it's ignorant people who ask that. But, once again, we can't judge everyone. And I think that's what you were saying for generalization. Everyone's an individual. We can't just say, oh, because this person was rude to us. Like, the Mexican called you. Not all Mexicans are like that. You know? Like, people are products of their surroundings. And we can be mean, but above all, we gotta love. Mm -hmm. So, I know I dropped that little colorism. (laughs) When you said you've never been called an African booty scratcher, but it shows you, you grew up around white people and you've never been called an African booty scratcher. Right, but that but because I never showed my African side, like, I mm. automatically... Like, they have African friends who were called African booty scratchers? Hmm. That's what we're saying. But, mm. like, but even that, it's like I'm saying my... call you that because they didn't know you are African? Right. But I'm okay. saying, like, I'm not... An... I love all people, so I, I just want to say I'm not coming. No, please, I'm not coming from whites please, or blacks please. or I love people. <laughs> I love all people. Well, okay, so the guy who did it, I remember. Look, I have had grades with all my teachers since forever. We moved from Wisconsin to Houston. Uh, we lived. I was. It, I don't know near Memorial City Mall before it was Memorial City Mall when it was Foley's. Uh-huh. Um, Spring Branch District, a uh, Spring Branch, and it was like a dark a dark tone Hispanic and he always picked at me mm-hmm. and when he picked at me the black girls would laugh black boys would laugh it was just like nobody had my back and one day he had the right one he called it to me and I slept in the back and because I had such favor with my teachers girl, I didn't get into trouble to call my parents my parents came there as God would have it I had a sickle cell crisis and I ain't getting in trouble he got in trouble whoa yeah I would never forget that story. He got a write up. Wow. Because it was like consistent him talking about me. Yeah. Consistently, like nitpicking, but me being black, me being African, or whatever it was. But now finally, slapped, like I slapped in the back so hard. Both our parents got called or something. My dad came. I didn't get in trouble. Savage. Yeah, I literally got sick afterwards, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But Savage. <laughs> didn't get in trouble. Savage. Huh. Wow. Well, <laughs> to answer your question, Gigi, no, I have personally never been called an African booty scratcher, but I will already say the culture in terms of like what, like me going to school and stuff, everyone was trying to like assimilate themselves into this. But even for me also, I've, okay, I've had a hard time growing up making friends with, um, specifically people of color yeah oh let's talk about that people of color let's talk about it Why? i'll be 100 percent. were you too white yeah i knew it i was too white mm-hmm. like i don't know i mean also i know like my personality i'm much more of a quiet person like i already told y'all even before we jumped into this i was like huh because i usually this sounds horrible but i usually stay in the middle I'm more of like a peacemaker of things. Just, okay, everyone, like, let's chill out. Ha ha ha. But okay, when issues like this come up, like, there's no gray. It's either black or white. Oh, period. That's it right there. <laughs> and so, 
Um, but growing up, I lived in that gray zone, okay? <laughs> and so, but no, like me making friends with people of color, it was always like, I think, honestly, I was afraid to stand up for myself. But people, it's like, I would go based off how people read me and the fact that I was not like them. Like they would quickly like take advantage of that. And so I was just like, mm, well, it is what it is. Why would I like spend time trying to make this happen when it's not just gelling together easily? Um, and honestly, I, it was like, what, like my senior year of high school going into college is when I for real made like good friends with that. They were people of color, mm. specifically black, like they were black Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, from there into college, like I was, I remember like praying, like, God, I need friends, <laughs> people who for real, like understand me, you know, not just people who were like, this is sad, but easy to make friends, you know, I need to be bolder and I need to make those connections. And it finally happened, but isn't it crazy? I said that happened like by my, what, junior, senior year of high school, mm. that whole entire time, like. I mean, I had friends, but they weren't like, we weren't like BFFs yeah. or anything like that. Like most of my, my BFF close friends were y'all, <laughs> my like cousins, you know, close family. And I guess that's just what happens when, you know, you really become comfortable at home and you realize you stepping outside those doors, like you turn into a complete different person mm -hmm. just because you don't want people to like pick on you or you don't even want to explain who you are that's what you're saying, well i don't <sighs> i ain't trying to go that big we can save that conversation sorry <laughs> that was good Sanga. no i'm just saying that i'm learning so much about Sanga right now me too i love these free therapy sessions yes oh. i love it <laughs> so i definitely understand what you mean about just having friendships at this jail I feel like I've always had friends, but I know my dad, oh, my dad, my mom, my dad. Well, my favorite thing is, I guess you got it from her mom, was, oh, your friend can't come here? They're not better than you. In translation, oh, your friend can't come here? They're not better than you. I never brought my friends to my house. Let me call, make that clear. I never did. Really? Never. And they would go, can we, can we go over? I mean, I was just relying on my dad to say no. I didn't have things like their own houses either. Like, um, oh, let's go to the game room. Oh, let's go to the pool in the back. Yeah. Oh, let's go look through yeah. your uh, snack closet and yeah, see what you have. Like, huh? Oh. What snack closet? <laughs> <laughs> you fight for food? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, who's going to accept that is my question. Growing up, Literally. I was always like, who's going to accept that? Who's about to who's about to open the jar that looks like it's cookies? Get your grandma sewing little things in there. Like I can't. That blue container. Yes. No, I understand. I understand because I don't know. I feel like I have friends, so my mom to say that thing. Well, with me, I grew up sick. So it's it's weird how you can have people around you, but you could be lonely. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel that. And it, it mm. wasn't like I was lonely because I feel like my closest friends were my siblings. Mm. Like Musa, Patience, and then we had Jobin. 
at first we all hated that my mom was pregnant so late. <laughs> but then when Jordan was born, she was like, Jordan's like the perfect baby sister, first of all. The perfect baby sister. Thank God. But so I feel like my 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 siblings are like my best friends, but I had like external friends. And when I would spend weeks in the hospital, I'll get like one or two visits. But when I'm healthy, Pearl, come over. Pearl, let's do this. Pearl, let's do this. And my mom would always say, um, if they can't come see you when you're sick, they're not your friends. Mm. So people who came to saw, uh, see, saw me, see me was like Gigi, her mom. So it was like people I see as family. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I think what she was saying just kind of resonated with me. So it was like people who I loved, like I will fight for, mm-hmm. or I will go to war for, weren't there when I needed them. And it's not like, oh, I need you there when I'm in the hospital. Just because I kind of been in the hospital for so long. I'm used to the drill. I can be there. But it's different when you have someone who just comes on and just sits with you just because. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand what you mean. I think, once again, and it's crazy because as I'm talking, I realized how privileged I was um, just in my relations because, first of all, people always laugh at me because they're like, all your friends are African or all your friends are black or all your friends are this. And I'm like, these are my people. Like, <laughs> we resonate with each right. other. We gel, like you're saying. And for me, um, I had, I have had, I still have friends that I've known since first grade or since sixth grade. Um, and it wasn't hard. Um, we would go to each other's houses. And I think it was because we were pretty much African, uh, outside of best friend McCall, only American, but we we get it. We go to each other's houses. We don't have snack closets. Like, mm-hmm. mom is making fufu or something, and you're eating it because mm-hmm. we're all Africans, and yeah. it doesn't even matter what country, whether you're Caribbean and we're eating chicken ba- uh, chicken patties and plantains, or you're Nigerian mm-hmm. and we're eating uh, Nigerian soup or yeah. Sierra Leone soup, or you come to my house, we're eating Liberian food. Right. We were all, like, hip to it right. because that's how we all grew up. Right. So it was never really a question. Um they were they were cool. Like high school, I, I left high school. I don't think I really saw true colors until like after losing my father. And then I started to see people's real faces. And that's when I kind of purged my friendships. And I was like, yeah, I got to go. Like, <laughs> got a blast. Right. I learned a lot about a lot of people. And I know people don't know how to deal with death and stuff like that. But still, it was just like, mm, you just be there for somebody. Yeah. I don't need you to do anything but sit. Yeah. Your presence is all I need. And the fact that you can give me that and mm-hmm. like I said I give grace to people and my closest friends are my family members like that is the squad that's the squad okay like the which squad is, which is also why it was hard for me to make friends because of how strong like those ties are like with your family mm-hmm. those that you legit grew up with like you come home from school you hop on the phone or you're sitting in some African party on a Saturday night till 5 a.m. because your parents <laughs> don't know when to go You're home. My sweetie. Okay, now. <laughs> like, you you create, like, no, a life... No, that is a DJ, so imagine. Okay, now. <laughs> you create lifelong, like, friendships yeah. through that because they completely understand what you're going through, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, but Gigi, to, like, to the neighborhood and high school that you grew up in Mm -hmm. I feel like so when you're talking about like all these friends Mm -hmm. that you had like kind of to what we're alluding to here it's like we're stronger when we're all together yeah like I feel like you I mean I'm just speaking but you Mm -hmm. let me know 
I feel like you were like so much more stronger in who you were because you like one used your voice mm-hmm. to um tell people who you were and find those who like could understand and or could understand but embraced that mm-hmm. and also like they shared their culture with you yeah you know like I feel like that high school experience was strong for you because you had that group behind you that felt this exact same way mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I definitely understand that and I would agree and like I said like there's no bad blood between any of me and my right. other friends like from the past like it was high school you feel yeah. me you go to college you Meeting grow people. into different people I can literally hit them up today and be like what's good and they're right. like hey chilling you know there's right. no bad blood there's just times and season for that season they were good for the yeah. season I'm in now not. you know we all went our different ways did our different you know God had yeah. different plans for our lives but mm-hmm. seasonally like you're saying it is better together and so for you um I could see because I mean me and Sangha were interchanging between Dallas and Houston every summer <laughs> and Nixie. We would either fly to Dallas or she'd come to Houston. And we could see like just differences or changes in friendships and relations and stuff like that. And so uh, I think it was just, that was the beginning of the foundation of my strength in my color mm-hmm. because we were all black mm-hmm. of some sort, mm-hmm. Caribbean, African, African-American, we all mixed. Right. And so yeah. there was no, oh, you're African or you're, you're Jamaican. Or, we were we were people. We right. were friends. We loved each other. And that's the same type of deal we need to have now. Being that we are the product of immigrant parents or Pearl's immigrant, like, I think we, whoop, you did immigrate here. Immigrate? citizen now. Migrate. Hey. She is a citizen. Thank you. Thank now. You. Thank you. Sometimes I wish I wasn't born here, but you know what? Power of that blue passport. Ooh. Let me tell them. Anyway. Sometimes I'm not proud to be American. But in other parts of the world, give me I'm a passport. <laughs> anyway, side note. But being that we are products of immigrants, um, I think we can have this conversation because we, we've we seen both, the, sides. both sides of it. And I believe that our generation is going to be the one to break all of this nonsense. Yeah. Amen. We're all just trying to vibe. You feel me? Like yeah. we're all just trying to live and enjoy each other's company, no matter where you're from, what you look like, black, white, blue, yellow, orange, all of the above. Like we have been commanded to love yeah. above all else, love each other. Mm-hmm. So whether it's through police brutality, if you're black, African-American, African, white, Indian, like we're all God's children. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. so honestly i love having these conversations because maturity is a real thing ask me this when i was 17 i probably would have been talking out the side of my neck mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm saying this is true this is the best teacher okay i want to say something real quick so in my household i have a i have a brother okay my brother and i went to the same middle school and high school but he was a year ahead of me in everything like Meaning, right when he'd leave the school, I would get there. Okay. Okay. So he's like, we're five years apart, except for middle school, but high school. Y'all, when I tell you, people used to argue with me that my brother was black, I was African, we weren't siblings. Wow. They would fight me and be like, Rod is not African. I can also see this. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no. 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 It's, no. it's crazy. We grew up in the same home. 
same upbringing. People saw my brother and they're like, he's African American. And they see me and they're like, oh, she's clearly African. Now, granted, from a younger age, I embraced my Africanness. Like, I loved it. I loved all about it. But they literally would argue and be like, there's no way y'all are siblings. Y'all did not come from the same house. What is that? I don't know, because look, my brother, a great under me, two years younger than me, he a bush man. <laughs> <laughs> look, he be trying to sound so black. <laughs> What's up, sis? Boy, you ain't Boy, sit down. Sit down somewhere. So, <laughs> so look, I, I can <laughs> Look, he can see that man and know he's African, okay? He look hard, you know. He walk around like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but when he says something to you, you can see, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear that, that accent. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have to get that out there because. It's true though. I can see that. But the American. thing is like, as he got older, he started gelling. The Sanga's word. I'm taking it. It's interesting. But he started he plantains. He doesn't like plantains. No. He ain't African. He likes palm well. butter. He ain't African. Okay. <laughs> palm butter. Come on now. Anyways, just saying, like, we grew up in the same home, and people identify us differently just on the way we speak. Even though I did grow up in a very diverse school, I used to get picked on for talking too white, sounding too white. And um, now, those same people cannot speak publicly. Well, but that's not my business. Well, anyways, so <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Mm. Okay, this is super random, but a while back, you mentioned colorism. I sure did. <laughs> Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah, let's you try. No, no, no. You tried to throw me under the bus with my light skin self. Okay, because you are. I Yes. But I, it was more about my experience growing up and the fact that I wanted to. Well, okay. I can see what you're saying. Because so, perhaps, yes, if I was darker, would I have gotten away with that? No. no. Okay. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> no. I'm Ab- telling you. Not. I'm telling you. If you were darker, okay, if you guys have seen us, if you haven't, follow us at the underscore sis talk on Instagram and like our page on Facebook. Okay. Sango's light skin, pearls of caramel, and I'm a milk chocolate. Okay. <laughs> Brown skin girl. Anyways, <laughs> what we're saying, colorism, like it's all it's almost like racism within your own That's all it is colors mm-hmm. like which blows my mind and so when I asked Sangha have you been called African booty scratcher and she said no I wasn't surprised because she's yellow yeah she's literally yellow I'm not yellow okay Senga, I know you, you are do. yellow you're not yellow picking <laughs> she is yellow okay and Pearl is a little darker and I am the darkest of the three of us and I have experienced so much that I have seen people lighter skin not it's not even a question mm-hmm. by our own community, women and men of all colors. And it's crazy because naturally we, um, we fall into it and we do it without even knowing because we're so used to it. So for instance, like being told like, Oh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Mm. Okay, cool. But if a light skinned mm. girl was pretty, what would you say? Oh, you're pretty. pretty period. Wow. Literally. And don't let them have that mixed hair. It's the end of it. That's the end of it. Oh, I got a little cream. Okay. No, it's it's really a problem. And I remember having this conversation with one of my friends, and she was aware of it. She was like, I do know that because I'm 
lighter skinned, I will be more privileged than Gigi is because she's darker skinned. And it's just the facts. Like, I know I'm kind of an assertive person, you know, saying it was like, I'm a peacemaker, gray. Nah, I'm black. You hear me? Black or white? I'm black. Okay. <laughs> like, straight on it. <laughs> Y'all are, you know, I come straight for it. And she was like, literally, there was a guy and he was describing the two of us and he was like she's nicer she's friendlier she's more calming and i am aggressive i am angry uh, yeah it was wild he wow. was literally labeling us and he was like i'm aggressive i'm angry i seem like i would have like a like baby daddy problem like type stuff like and she was like if you really knew her, you would know that she she's not like the way you're saying she is. But just because she's darker and this was a black man speaking on top of all of it. And I was literally sitting here like, oh, let me not express myself. I don't want to be the angry black woman. So let me just sit pretty because clearly I am the angry black woman. She's mm. me. Mm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Same, huh? I guess. I guess to wrap all that up, if Senga got pulled over, if I got pulled over, if you got pulled over, all that white men sees is black. So colorism in itself, us judging somebody else is silly. Essentially, it's stupid because it's like we'll do it to ourselves. Like, oh, come here. Come in the house. You're going to get darker. Mm. Get that sun. You better get black. We do it. And yeah. it's just like, like black is bad. Yeah, we've been trained. We've been trained. And it's just it's passed down from generation to generation to generation. It's just like, how do you re- how do you reset your mind? And even like bleaching companies selling bleaching cream in Africa, is mind blowing. Mm. Because you go to Walgreens, I don't know if Walgreens or Walmart sells just bleaching cream on their shelves, but in Africa, they sell bleaching cream and they sell harsh stuff, where people in Africa don't have food to eat, but they'll spend their last. On, on something strong enough to bleach their skin mm-hmm. a whole different tone so i don't know i think at the end of the day in closing like what we're saying is it's a tough time to be alive in america right now especially as a person of color and even with what you said pearl we've been trained to believe that black is bad which is why even if you're sitting in your car and somebody walks by. If they're white, you probably won't move that hard. But if it's black, you gonna lock your door. You gonna lock your door. Oh, yep. Actually, I locked my door the other day because it was white. <laughs> I mean, Adam, like, I'm just out. saying, I'm, so, oh, I'm just God. saying, like, God. we naturally think black is bad because that's how we've been trained. Yeah. That's how we've been trained. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's how we've been trained. So in all of that being said, color should not matter. But obviously we're in a world where it does. But let's be the generation to actually make a difference. Like people died for this. People died for equality and we're still here. How many years later fighting for the same thing that people died for? Mm. Last words, Sango? Yeah. Like, I mean social my at least I know everybody's like my social media is off the hook right now just with everything that has happened in the past couple months like one with George Floyd like 
that recently happened, but you know, with everything in the past couple months also resurfacing, which needs to happen. It's hard to look at and it makes me question what can I do? And honestly, if anything, I want people to take away that we work better together. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if I associate myself as African-American, doesn't matter if my family is African, doesn't matter if like my African family, like, which that could be a whole nother conversation, (laughs) thinks some type of way about my friends who are American. Like end of the day, we're all the same skin color. What you learned from Bugs Life the other day, Gigi? Okay, so I caught this revelation watching a Bugs Life. Y'all know that that show we watched when we were kids, the Disney movie. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. Wow, that was a fantastic thing. Thank you for reminding me. Um, We watched it, and when I was a kid, you know you just watch movies, but when you watch them when you're older, you're like, oh wow, you actually see the message behind the movie. Right. And you know, there were about 10 grasshoppers and hundreds of ants, and the grasshopper's goal was to keep on intimidating the ants because he said, there are more of them than there are us. And mm-hmm. if they figure this out, they will overthrow us. Right. So we have to keep on pretty much being mean to them and showing that we hold the power because if they figure it out, we're done. Mm. It's the same type of deal. Okay. I know they say we're the minority. I don't really believe that. And at all. The more we come together and stand up for each other, the more we're going to see a change. Like, right. we have lived in a time, y'all, where we have seen a black president forever president okay 44 baby but i'm just saying like a black president a black first lady like we were alive to see that so if we can see that we can see anything we can make anything happen and when we know better we do better right so educate yourselves Mm -hmm. right we need everybody like i'm not just saying like us of the skin color but everybody to work together. And there's no gray area. There's it's no right gray. Right. There's no gray Black, area. white, period. If you're pro-life, you're pro-somebody living. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't be pro-life and be against... Um, you can't. You cannot be pro-life and not speak on a guy being murdered. There's no way. Right. Mm-hmm. You cannot care more about an embryo in my stomach mm-hmm. than a live human being with two children being murdered. Mm-hmm. No way. So that doesn't doesn't work like that. You cannot say you love God and not speak on this. So on that note, <laughs> like Gigi said, if you're not following us on our social media pages, which is at the underscore sis talk on Instagram and on Facebook, you should do that. And um, anything else, ladies? I'm going to end with this. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise.